Yo fam, Coach Sam, back again with another solo episode for you guys. And today I'm going to be reading a blog post that I wrote back in September. It's called Men's Mental Health and What Everybody is Getting Wrong. But before I do that, please don't forget to leave a review for this podcast. I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible. And the only way to do that is with your help. If you can leave a review and if you can share this episode with two friends, I would greatly appreciate that. I appreciate all the love and support. I hope you guys feel that with the information and the uh, experience that I bring to the table for you guys in terms of physical, mental health, so on and so forth. Um, All right, guys. So let's get started. Uh, This is something I am extremely passionate about. Um, I think I am a uh, forward thinker in this arena in terms of men's mental health because I have struggled through a lot of it myself in a different capacity than most people just because of the cards that I was dealt with in my lifetime. So I'm going to start reading it now. Men's mental health and what everyone is getting wrong. Let's talk about men's mental health for a few minutes. Mental health has been a hot topic in recent years and for good reason. Human beings do indeed struggle with mental ailments just as they do physical ailments. It only seems right that there be some focus on helping ease the mental and emotional anguish we all experience from time to time, sometimes for long periods of time, in the hopes that it will make living more bearable and even enjoyable. To our credit, we have tried to do this. We have been trying effortlessly to manage and improve the mental health of society. Unfortunately, Mental health issues seem to only be rising year after year. No matter how many new theories we come up with or drugs we create to treat these issues, they seem to be escalating no matter what. You cannot properly treat a problem if you do not know the root cause. One of the issues I have seen in individuals being treated for mental health complications is the failure to figure out what is actually causing their problem in the first place. Once we address the root cause, We can then begin to treat the ailments being presented in each individual human being to a greater capacity. Let me digress for now as I will get back to treating the root cause later on. I want to narrow the discussion down though from just broad mental health to mental health specifically regarding men. The past few years, men have been battered by the mental health world. Fingers pointed in every direction, telling them what they need to do in order to be better for themselves and society. Now more than ever, it is hard to be a man in this world. Men of all arenas of life are labeled as toxic or too masculine, as well as angry and unstable. Now, do these apply? Do these labels apply to some men? Yes. But they also apply to some women as well. We can shout Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer all day, but we can't forget about all the other reindeer in the community. And I promise you that there are more men floating in the middle of the spectrum of these labels than there are on the extreme side. We have lost the image of what it means to be a man. We have lost the honor of what it means to be a man. We have lost the meaning of what it means to be a man. And that is one of the first blows to a man's mental health. What is a man? What is a man supposed to do with his life? It is an honor to be a man in this life. I need you to understand that. We have so much to give the world. Most people want to write men off like the world would be a better place without them. Let me ask you a question. Who hooked up the lights in your home that you're sitting in right now? Who did the plumbing? Who put the heating and air conditioning in? Who hooked up the internet service? Who did the landscaping? Who built the damn house that you're in right now? Who cleans the sewer system? Who repairs the telephone lines during that power outage? Men did all of that. And of course, 
Some women do these things as well, but you will not see as many women doing this as men, not nearly as many. It is it is a small percentage of women who engage in the same type of critical work that we need to keep the world running. Men keep the world running. Men do the dirty, hard labor, grueling jobs that are necessary to keep the society running properly. Men are also some of the brightest minds on the planet. Spectacular surgeons, chemists, engineers, athletes, labor workers, dentists, etc. As much as the world has shit on men and how terrible they are, the world would not last a week without men. I wish, I truly wish men and women could come to understand that the greatest power they have is working synergistically together in order to propel life forward faster in a more positive light. You might be asking, who are you, Sam, to talk about men's mental health? Are you a doctor of psychology? And I want to tell you that you are right to question my authority here on this topic. And I would say, I am more qualified to speak on this matter than your leading psychotherapist at the most prestigious of institutes. How is that possible, you might be wondering. I have not only worked with hundreds of men one-on-one -on -one for years at a time over the past decade in my personal training business, where the mental is worked on just as much if not more than the physical, but also because as a young man I was dragged through the deepest, darkest, and most challenging pits of mental health hell, and I lived to tell the tale. You see, when I was about 20 years old, I started experiencing pain and dysfunction in my body. Now mind you, I was a young, athletic, strong personal trainer at this time. For a short period of time, I thought that I was experiencing just some bumps and bruises from being so hard on my body as an athlete and a personal trainer. But these little issues started to get a whole lot bigger. So much so that I was starting to not be able to do the things that were once very easy to me. The pain started to increase. The weird sensation and inability to do certain things became more prominent and I started to actually get worried. So what did I do? I went to someone who I thought would know more than I did. A doctor! Unfortunately for me, the doctors had no answers. It was crazy to me that from the ages of 20 to 23 years old, I went from doctor after doctor being told that I was crazy and I had anxiety that was causing all of my physical problems. During that time, no doctor was willing to do real, in-depth testing to see if there was anything going on under the surface. No one ordered MRIs, blood tests, genetic testing, etc. They just brushed me off because in their image, I was a strong, healthy, and very young, ignorant man. A side note about doctors. This does not apply to all of them, of course. I've met some truly amazing doctors. but. I noticed that many of them wanted so badly to be right. They would try to make my situation fit their idea of what seemed right so they can treat me the way they wanted to treat me without considering other possibilities because they did not understand those other areas or they did not want to be wrong. And if they did not have an answer, they would say I was crazy because they truly believed that there was something wrong with me they would know, and since they didn't know, it must not be real. This was a wild phenomenon I saw over and over with doctors, and it is truly a scary thing, in both physical and mental health worlds. Professionals need to understand that once you believe you know everything, you actually know nothing. You cannot progress science and the world if you close your mind off to possibilities. The ability to explore past what is already known is the key to uncovering great discoveries in the universe. 
No one is above the power of nature and possibility. I was so adamant and so relentless in my pursuit for someone to take me serious that I finally caught the interest of one orthopedic surgeon who connected with me because he was an Ironman athlete who had his own fair share of bumps and bruises from his own training. He was able to distinguish the difference between a small bump and bruise from my physical fitness training and the symptoms and sensations that I was experiencing in my body. It turns out the pain and dysfunction I was experiencing was not actually just in my head, but real and concerning. He was the first one who ordered a series of MRIs and nerve tests, which at first did not reveal the complete answer to my issues, but at least started me on the right path. Fast forward five years from meeting that surgeon, and well, it turns out I have a rare muscular skeletal disease called Elhurst-Danlos Syndrome. This disease causes a defect in how your body uses collagen proteins. This causes many problems with skin, ligaments, muscles, organs, and can cause an array of dysfunctions within the body. The main issues that I struggle with are chronic pain from my ligaments being inflamed and ripped apart, nerve and muscle pain from spine degeneration and nerve compression, and my newest one is unfortunately gastrointestinal dysfunction. Now, the last one may not be related, but the others indeed are. Let me be the first to tell you that it really sucks big time. Most of you have sprained a joint before. That's my guess. I want you to think back to when you sprained a joint. Let's say you sprained your ankle and try to bring back the weeks following it that were filled with pain and discomfort. Picture that pain and discomfort in every joint of your body all day, every day for the rest of your life. That is the pain I experience every minute of every day, shooting nerve pains down my arms and legs, muscles that spasm nonstop throughout the day, cramps randomly, arthritis in every joint, the aching, the burning, and the stinging. It never ends and it has only gotten worse. It was my dream to be a successful personal trainer, and I was well on my way for two years before my body started failing on me. I went from being a jacked, strong personal trainer to a skinny, weak man with no purpose. Doctors told me I could never work out or be a trainer again, and during this time, my girlfriend of over four years broke up with me as well. My identities of a jacked personal trainer business owner and boyfriend were ripped from my being all at the same time. I was left with nothing. I was nothing but worthless in my mind. This physical pain, along with the mental and emotional pain of not knowing the cause of my ailments, doctors calling me crazy, losing my career, my passion, and my longtime girlfriend, all in such a short amount of time, truly caused me so much mental anguish, I wanted to commit suicide. And I don't use that term lightly. I have had people closest to me commit suicide. That is not a topic I tread lightly around. When I say I didn't want to live anymore, I mean it. And just so you can get a clear understanding of how deep into a depression and darkness I was sinking in, here are some of my writings from that time. I'll start by sharing a poem that I wrote when I was deeply depressed but fighting to change my life. I don't feel right lately. I feel disconnected. I feel lost. I feel neglected. I've never felt more alone, and yet I've never felt more at home. <clears throat> I feel numb. I don't feel emotion. The world around me is moving in slow motion. I feel like I'm being followed. I turn around and it's just my shadow. I'm empty. I'm hollow. I've turned into a black hole. 
lost with no way back. I feel your touch on my back. I know it's you. I know you're there. I don't know who you're trying to scare. You've been here for years. You've watched me shed tear after tear. You strangle me and I scream, but no one can hear. You try to impose your power and induce fear. It has worked so far, but I have finally figured out who you are. You are the ultimate theft. You steal people's lives and you give them death. You suck the vitality out of them until there's nothing left. You rip their heart out and leave a hole in their chest. Most people crumble under your power, but not me, because I've learned your secret and now it's ours. You aren't the ghost and you aren't the reaper. You are me and I am your keeper. I think we have a mutual obsession, but I'm closing this chapter until we meet again, my dear depression. Poem by me. It's called Life's Ultimate Theft. Okay? It's pretty dark. It's actually hard for me to read that. It's tearing up a little bit because that was a very dark place for me at that time. As you can see, just from that writing, that poem, I was in a bad place mentally. And writing was one of my ways <clears throat> to express my emotions during that time and really try to come to understand myself, my thoughts, my purpose, my life, my demons, okay? I didn't shy away from my demons, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. I did not shy away from my freaking demons. I faced those motherfuckers straight up, guys. I faced them straight up, and I feel like that's a problem, and I'm going to get into that, into this post. Right now, is not, I'm not reading this post. I'm off the top here because that kind of made me a little bit emotional reading that, that uh, poem that I wrote, um, but I, we can't just try and ignore our demons. Our demons are here to, to help us propel to a new stage in life. We are here to conquer those demons. We are here to take those demons on one-on-one -on -one in an octagon, baby. We are here to see what we are capable of, capable of until we do die. And we are not going to die on our own hands. It's not going to happen. Okay? It's a terrible thing. And that leads me in to the next part of this post which is another writing from me during that time when I was struggling with the idea to take my own life, okay? And so this is a writing, and it's called A Perspective on Suicide. And I'm going to start right now. Suicide. Man, just saying that word gets people on edge. I'm a man who is comfortable enough right now sharing his experiences because of the hope that my words could help others. So I will be 100% honest and transparent with the world and whoever may be reading this. I was considering suicide. I want to take the time to explain to anyone who does not have a good understanding of the thought of suicide why it is not as crazy as you may think when you are suffering. And to explain to anyone who may be struggling with suicidal ideation why you should try your best to change your perspective and get help. If you are someone who says, I can never even think about killing myself, or I don't know how someone could kill themselves, then you, my friend, have not lived life. I mean, God bless you, because not many people out there can say they're happy and grateful for their entire life every second of every day. But you are, in my opinion, to an extent, very sheltered. You live a very, very, very safe life and have created a life of too much order. You would benefit from reading this. The reality, which you may be foolishly blinding yourself from, is that life is not always happy, lovable, 
is not always a happy and lovable experience 24-7. Life is extremely difficult and chaotic, mixed with some joyous experiences that give us a breath of fresh air. Life is full of unexplainable pain, suffering, and chaos. Evil and despair do exist in this world and are always there, lurking around every corner of our lives. It can consume you slowly over long periods of time or hit you suddenly in the gut, leaving you gasping for air. No matter how ordered you live your life, you will experience pain and suffering at some point in time. It is inevitable. We are limited creatures living in an unlimited universe, which leads to unlimited problems we could come to face, but without the tools to solve them right away. This leads to stress, anxiety, and if it goes on for too long, depression, and really terrible thought patterns. Unfortunately, some of us experience so much pain and suffering to the point of exhaustion. People who cannot escape the chaos and evils of life eventually become broken and enter into state into a state of anhedonia. What is anhedonia? Well, naturally, we are creatures with the ability to affect and be affected by the world around us. When expressing positive energy, this effect will ultimately lead to feelings of love, connection, and attachment. There's no better feeling as a human being than giving and receiving genuine love and connection. Unfortunately, it is a responsibility as a human being roaming this earth not only to experience all the joys life has to offer, but also the despairs. When life is so harsh on you for long periods of time, your ability to experience love, connection, and attachment begin to slowly decrease until you are experiencing life's ultimate theft, anhedonia. Anhedonia is a state of living in which you are disconnected from the world around you. It is, as if, it is as if you are locked in a pitch black room with one small window. You are looking at the outside world through this small window, and it is as if no one else can see you, hear you, touch you, or experience you. You cannot give or receive emotions. You cannot feel like you once did. You feel lifeless. You feel dead. You are on autopilot. Anhedonia welcomes the idea of death because it is Anhedonia welcomes the idea of death because it already feels like you are not alive. You lack drive and motivation, energy and vitality, love and connection. You lack the ability to express yourself and fully experience the world around you. Anhedonia is a mental, physical and spiritual prison. When life has been nothing but hell for an individual for so long to the point where they enter into a state of anhedonia, the idea of suicide becomes begins to peek around the corner. I will now share with you one of my writings about suicide. This is in the mindset of a broken man, a human being who lost almost all hope and experienced nothing except pain and suffering in life. Here we go. Have you ever experienced the thought of not living, the urge to take your own life? I have, many times recently. When you are in pain all the time, every second that ticks by in your life is just pain and suffering. It is hard to feel alive. It is hard to experience life and love. You feel alone, isolated, and cold. When you feel as hopeless as I have, when you think nothing in this world can help you end your sufferings, not being around anymore sounds pretty damn good. I feel it is as this, I feel it is as at this point. I feel it is at this point, the point of convincing oneself that there is no escape. The point of convincing yourself you have no purpose in this life except to suffer. It is at this point where many will take their own lives. 
A lot of people wonder how someone could want to commit suicide. They usually think the person is a psychopath and that killing themselves is a satanic, evil, and selfish act. Well, my friend, they are completely wrong. When all you see is pain, when all you feel is pain, when you feel numb to everyone and everything around you to the point where it already feels like you are dead, just walking around in a lifeless body and your whole life is a compilation of suffering, death does not sound like a satanic, evil, or selfish act in your mind. No, not at all. And how is it selfish to want to end your pain and suffering? Is it not selfish for people to want you to continue to suffer? Death is less scary when you are in a state of extreme suffering and, tor and turmoil. In fact, it becomes welcoming. In this state of mind, death seems like the ultimate euphoria, the exact escape you have been looking for. It does not seem bad at all when you are in this state of living. It actually seems like the greatest euphoria life has to offer, which is to be fear is which is to be free from pain and suffering forever. You cannot label someone a psychopath for not wanting to suffer 24/7, and you cannot condemn them for thinking about taking their own life because they're just trying to end their suffering. But humans of planet Earth why would you ever create a permanent solution for a temporary problem? Just because life is hard right now does not mean it will be that way forever. The natural world will take your life sometime anyway. So why would you end it early? It is necessary. I truly believe this. It is necessary to bear your sufferings as long as you can. Because at any point in life, they could turn around for the better. For the better. Also, no matter how depressed you become and no matter how hellish your life may seem, you have to remember that life is also unbelievable and amazing. You should strive to live as long as you can no matter what your circumstances are. Your time will come. Don't end it earlier than life would naturally. You have more to live for, more to experience. It is a blessing that you are here in the first place. Never forget that. And I truly believe, and I remind myself this on a daily basis, that living a long, hard-worked life makes life's ultimate euphoria, death, even more euphoric. And I swear to God, Mine is going to be one hell of a euphoric experience. I'm just not ready yet, and neither are you. Keep on keeping on. It's worth the pain and suffering. See what you can do with the life you have been given. You will be shocked at how much you can accomplish and how much you can change just by being stubborn in the face of despair. Done. It's another emotional uh, writing for me because in that time I was in that mindset and you know now I'm not. I've learned to handle these demons, which I'm going to get to in a little bit in this this post about about having to learn how to handle your demons and struggle with your demons because it's super important that you learn about them. You learn about yourself. You learn how to change yourself, how to change your ideas. Um, you learn how strong they are, how weak they are. You learn how strong you are and how weak you are. And so you can't ignore these things. We have to bring these things to light. 
That's what writing did for me. Writing brought these things to life. Writing got it out. Writing let me think about these things in a different perspective. <clears throat> so although the, these writings, like that writing might seem pretty crazy to you guys, to me, it, it's a sense of relief. Like I read that and although it's emotional, it's a sense of relief. Like, damn, like, God damn, like I am a stronger human being than that person was right now. And that's not to say I'll never experience hard times again. We will always experience hard times again. But it's it's I'm more equipped. The fact that I went through something like that, the fact that I had to battle those thoughts made me a stronger human being. Okay? Um, so I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to continue this blog post here. Um, so here we go. During this time, I really gave up. I started partying all the time, washing away my pain with alcohol, painkillers, and muscle relaxers, which were prescribed by doctors. I had no structure, no purpose, no direction, and no motivation. But oddly enough, that time was one of the most important times of my life. I did a lot of soul searching during that period of my life, and I truly came to understand more about why I was put on this earth and who I am as a human being, and how much crap I can take in this life. I think this is a very important point to dive a little deeper on. I personally did not hop on any antidepressive or anti-anxiety medication. I was fully engulfed I was fully engulfed in the depths of my mind and soul. I was forced to explore my inner demons, my spirit, my will, and my desires. I was either going to drown in my sufferings or figure out a way to overcome them for my own benefit. Thankfully, I'm here writing this because I overcame those terrible years of life. I did not hide from the darkness which those drugs help us do. Now, am I saying that these drugs are bad or do not work? Absolutely not. I actually believe these are amazing tools and help a lot of people in many different ways. I'm all for them being used. I personally feel that they are used too often and too aggressively. Now, of course, not everyone is summed up in this. There are great doctors who prescribe these in the right doses at the right times and they can work wonders. Life changing. But I believe if we use these too early, too often, with too high of a dose, it doesn't give the person the ability to understand their demons and sufferings. This goes back to the root issue problem. Without understanding the root issue of a matter, we can never fully eradicate the symptoms being experienced, unless of course with a drug. But being on medication forever is not something we should be encouraging people to do. I will say some people benefit greatly from starting medica medication right away. Every situation is different and every treatment plan will be different. But let me digress for now and get back to what I was saying. I decided to push back against what I was told by some of the best doctors in the world and see if what they were saying was right. And guess what? They were completely wrong. A lot of them were telling me to pursue a different career, to not work out as hard, that I wouldn't be able to do things, so on and so forth. And since then, I went on to become one of the most respected and successful personal trainers on the East Coast. I went from training no one to training clients every hour of the hour from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night all day, every day of the week for years. I set powerlifting records, ran marathons, ultra marathons, obstacle races, and so much more. And I was able to take back my life just by putting one foot in front of the other. And I truly believe it was partially my stubbornness to never give in and never give up on myself and to challenge authority that got me to accomplish a lot of these things. Now the story that they were telling me about myself, which I had actually believed for years, 
was actually false. And the fact that I believed the story that other people were telling me had a traumatic effect on my life. It made me view my life in a different way and view me in a different light. It made me make bad decisions and do things that I do regret. And I believe that the same is true for men. The story men are being told about who they are and who they should be in this world may seem like nothing of significance on the surface, but I promise you there are serious side effects to believing a narrative that is not true. Now, during that dark time, I really explored everything I possibly could on how to change one's life. I read over 100 self-help books, I listened to hundreds of podcasts, and I tried so many things that people are told to do in order to live a better and better life, and none of them worked. The self-help industry rakes in about $11 billion a year. That's an insane market, and unfortunately, most of the stuff out there is not good but just jargon put together by someone claiming they have solved all of life's problems, which most of them are actually struggling with more than you. They just put on a facade to sell their products and make money to try and make them happy. And so they try and sell you on all these different solutions. But unfortunately, it is 90% bogus. I say 90% because I am the other 10%. I truly recommend veering far away from the self-help market and invest more time into looking into things that will actually change your life such as physical fitness, financial education, social skills, and true mental health training and counseling from a professional. So what did I do about my situation since the self-help field and all these fancy doctors had failed me? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I used my own life as an experiment to see what really worked and what did not work. And what I found out was seriously unbelievable. Through constant and consistent hard work and dedication, I found the practical tools that will actually create serious change in someone's life. There is no fluffy stuff here, no things that will waste your time or money. And it boiled down to three things, physical health, mental health, and socioeconomic health. These are the main pillars that will change anyone's life, but I'm focusing mostly on how it will change a man's life. These pillars are intertwined and they are the root cause of most men's issues in today's world. When we work on one pillar, it will help the other two and vice versa. There is a system that works best and I'm going to explain that to you now. Uh, guys, before we continue, um, that is the part of the blog post which is more personal. I just shared so much crazy in-depth stuff with you, where my mind is, how it works, how what I think about this stuff, what I was thinking back then, what I think's going on with mental health for men, so on and so forth. And it's going to continue. But this is more of the practical stuff. Now how are we going to use this information, right? So uh, here we go. Physical health. As a man, it is imperative that you become physically healthy. You don't just need to be physically fit for yourself, but for the people around you. While becoming physically fit will help you look better than ever and feel amazing, it will also make life's daily tasks seem easier as they will be easier to perform the healthier and fitter you are. Also, the healthier you are, the better service you can be to the people you love and the people around you. And that's the greatest thing ever. In order to become physically fit, you need to learn two things, how to exercise and how to eat. When you learn to exercise and eat properly, many amazing things start to happen. Here's a list of a few. You begin to have more energy. Your aches and pains seem to go away and be less annoying. You begin to feel stronger. You find that your belly has shrunk. You look in the mirror and see muscles. 
your sex drive starts to soar, you stand taller in social settings, you're able to get more and better work done, you can play with your kids for hours even on the floor, you get compliments, and so much more. When someone has a positive change physically, whether it is reduced pain or a better looking physique, it always affects the mind in a positive way. You will gain more self-confidence, learn to deal with the stressor placed in front of you more efficiently, and gain better understanding of your body and yourself. The body and mind talk to each other. They give and receive information constantly. If the body is able to express itself, release tension and stress through physical activity, and then relax and recover, it might just give the mind a chance to slow down, relax, and recover as well. Exercise will, over time, reduce blood pressure, help reduce and release muscular tension throughout the body, and increase the blood flow of vital nutrients that will help speed up the recovery process of cells within your muscles and brain, leading to a healthier leading to healthier cells that are more equipped to manage and battle life stressors and make you feel so much better. The better functioning and developed your body becomes, the better your mind will be equipped for battling and managing situations in this game of life. So what kind of exercise should you do? What diet should you follow? Now, there's so much information out there, I understand it can get overwhelming. So to save you the headache, I'm going to give you the breakdown on what the best exercise and diet is to become a strong gent. Strength training. Why is it important? It's the most important because strength increases your quality of life. It makes your life easier and safer. Imagine being able to pick up your kids with ease or hauling groceries without seven trips to the car or moving something from the bottom shelf to the shop's top shelf without pain. When you become stronger, you increase your ability to perform basic tasks and essential life tasks all while reducing pain and your risk of injury. Strength training also helps build muscle and support fat loss. So imagine losing body fat building muscle, and increasing your quality of life just from engaging in one form of exercise, a simple strength training program, the best one, weightlifting. Along with looking better, feeling better, and performing better, strength training aids in longevity. Lean muscle tissue and good bone density are both linked to longer lives, both of which are supported by strength training. Not only does lifting weights have physical health benefits, it also increases mental health as well. You see, when men get stronger and build muscle, they always, across the board, gain confidence. Going to the gym and breaking records, overcoming challenges, and also failing from time to time, but getting back in the gym until you break that record, until you break that plateau, will, every time, help men forge themselves into more mentally strong and resilient human beings. We need physical challenges in life. We need to test ourselves in the gym and put ourselves through some challenging workouts because it will help us mentally when facing other challenges in life. Weight training transcends the physical body. It seeps into your mental and spiritual being as well. Do not shy away from strength training. Find yourself a coach and begin your journey to becoming the strongest version of yourself possible. Next up, besides strength training, is walking. Yup. Just walking is going to absolutely change your life. There are so many things that happen to your mind and body when you walk that you have never been aware of. First things first, it helps burn body fat. Walking is one of the best ways to burn body fat next to a well-rounded diet. Fat is the main source of fuel for low-intensity exercise, and walking is the best form of low-intensity exercise that there is. So if you want to burn body fat and lose weight, then the best place to start is with a brisk-paced walk every single day. Walking also reduces the risk of heart disease and a stroke. The number one killer in America is heart disease. Do not be another statistic. When you walk, you are strengthening your heart and lungs. 
Walking at a brisk pace is what I'm talking about here. The stronger these two organs are, the healthier your brain and body will become. How? You may ask, well, your heart is responsible for supplying the structures of your body and brain with blood and oxygen. Your blood carries nutrients that keep these structures running and repairing properly. We also need arteries and veins to remain clear throughout life. One way to do this is, yes, a healthy diet, but also by constantly flushing these structures out with fresh blood that a healthy heart can strongly pump through. Your lungs are also part of the equation. They're responsible for pulling oxygen into your body. The more we breathe, the more oxygen we drive into our system, the more our brain and our body are fueled to, to, function, better, to function better and so we feel better. Walking is an easy yet powerful way to drive more oxygen into the brain and body. It also reduces blood pressure and blood sugar and reduces pain. Many people struggle with high blood pressure and high blood sugar, and maybe you do as well. Walking has been shown to significantly reduce both. Walking also gets the muscles pumping and joints moving. This helps promote healing, reduces inflammation, aches and pains, so on and so forth. Movement is truly medicine. So let's start moving more. Start adding in a 20 to 30 minute brisk walk every day, and I promise you, you will feel better if you stick to it. You should be walking with intent. You should not be able to hold an entire conversation without pausing for a second to take a breath. Both aerobic exercise, which in this case we're talking about walking, and strength training can act as natural antidepressive therapies. When engaging in these activities, you release hormones such as serotonin, dopamine, and endorphins, all of which are associated with the feelings of joy. How does strength training and walking help you in your career life? It's an interesting topic, but it shouldn't come to you as a surprise that the healthier you are and the better you feel on a daily basis, it will greatly impact your professional life. Imagine having more energy throughout the day, energy that can help you get more things done or get things done in a more efficient manner. Imagine having less aches and pains or physical problems in general, such as headaches, that distract you from your work. Imagine having more respect and authority within your community of peers because of the way you look and present yourself. It may seem shallow, but the truth is people do judge a book by its cover. And sometimes, depending on your career choice, it could be extremely beneficial to look in great shape. There is no drawback to looking, feeling, performing to the best of your ability. And the way you get there is through basic strength training and walking. Here's a few training tips so you can get started today. Schedule your workouts in your calendar for the week ahead and treat them like really important business meetings. Get there, turn up, and kick ass. Now, you should always warm up before every workout. It's important to prepare the body and increase core temperature for the workout ahead. And it also will reduce, this will reduce the risk of injury. Likewise, be sure to cool down after workout. Take five minutes to cool down. These workouts are usually designed to be taxing on the nervous system and the muscles. And it's important to look after your body after your workout just as much as during the workout. Also, the better you sleep, the better your results will be, period, for physical and mental health. And for seven hours per night. If you get six, oh well, if you get eight, great. The lack of quality sleep could be a limiting factor for you for not reaching your overall physical goals. If you experience pain and discomfort exercising, seek some medical advice. Although the workout should be challenging, you don't want to work through any serious pain or cause unnecessary injury. Those are just a few tips to get you started on the right path. Now, 
Moving on to diet. Dieting for men. There are many ways to eat in order to look good and feel good and perform good. You've probably tried a few diets, honestly, in your day. But here's the best place to start. It's a powerful diet tweak. You don't have to change your entire diet in order to lose weight, become healthier, and feel better overall. But you do have to change change some things. It's best to start with something that is super simple and easy to implement into your life right away. The most powerful diet tweak you can do today is to start and is to adopt the swap tactic. The swap tactic is something I have many of my clients use when they first start working with me. It's hard to follow a structured meal plan right from the start unless you've done it before. It's best to use simple tactics that help you learn about food and how food affects your mind and body. The swap tactic is exactly as it sounds. You swap food choices. It's so powerful because it can be done right away and in any situation. Here are the most practical examples of starting it today. A list of swaps. If you usually reach for regular soda, grab a diet soda. If you normally grab toast at a diner, get fresh fruit. If you normally make pasta, swap it for zucchini noodles. If you normally have ice cream at night, swap it for Greek yogurt and frozen berries. If you normally bread your chicken before cooking it in a lot of oil, bake the chicken breast without the breading and just use oil spray. More swaps. If you normally use regular ketchup, Use sugar-free ketchup. If you normally use mayo, try mustard. If you eat candy, eat fresh fruit. Instead, if you normally add sugar to food items like coffee, swap it for a zero-calorie sweetener. If you normally eat potato chips, swap that for a better snack option like smart pop popcorn. If you normally eat tortilla chips and salsa, swap that with fresh vegetables and salsa. If you normally cook with a ton of oil, swap it for an oil spray. More swaps. If you normally use store-bought salad dressing, swap it for drizzled olive oil or olive oil spray and some form of vinegar. If you normally eat uh, sugar cereals in the morning, swap it with oatmeal and fresh berries. If you normally eat candy bars, swap it for a protein bar. If you normally drink juices or sports drinks, swap them for flavored water or seltzer. And before you know it, you won't be swapping food items anymore. You'll just automatically be reaching for the right thing, the healthier option, without thinking about it. It's such a simple yet powerful nutritional tactic that you can start implementing right now. Here's a couple diet tips that also exceed the swap tactic. You should be preparing ahead of time. I've always said that good preparation is a key to getting the body you want and the life you want and to just be on a good path. So you can prep your food in advance. There are also numerous benefits to staying well hydrated. So drinking plenty of water over other drinks will help with mood, reduce aches and pains, help with the chemical reactions happening with your body, promote healthier skin, improve some digestion, reduce your fatigue. So a good standard is between three to six normal water bottle servings a day. If you drink coffee or tea, try to limit these to one or two cups a day. Feel free to drink herbal decaffeinated tea throughout the day. Uh, But with any of these, don't add sugar or cream. If you do, add a zero-calorie sweetener. And you won't like to hear it, but alcohol could be one thing holding you back from achieving the body you want and feeling amazing. Unlike macronutrients such as carbs, proteins, and fats, alcohol is full of empty calories, calories without nutritional value. A lot of this energy possibly gets stored as body fat. It's also a toxin to the body, It does damage to your organs, and you don't actually feel good after drinking a lot. But, however, life is worth living, and it's important to enjoy social occasions. So if you do decide to have a drink or two, don't panic. Have your drink, 
have one or two, but get back on track the next day and smash a workout. Moving on from physical health to mental health. Mental health has become something more people are talking about. And it should be. Men nowadays need more guidance and mentorship than ever before. We are seeing too many lost, frustrated, insecure, depressed, and anxious ridden men in the world today. It usually starts with something like this when men are young. He's having trouble and someone says, he's just a boy. He will grow out of this phase. How many of you have heard this before? How many times have you been asked, how was your day or how are things going? And all you gave in return was fine or good because you hate talking about your situation, your feelings, and your life. The reality is our men and maybe you are not always fine. In fact, many of them are struggling more than we know and more that they tell us. Many men are struggling with depression, anxiety, insecurities, and the feelings of no purpose. Here are some statistics. It's estimated that one in seven men ages 18 to 35 years old suffer from some degree of anxiety and depression. I believe that number is actually closer to four in seven men. Why? Because, like I previously stated, most men don't share with people around them how they are actually feeling. Because of this, they don't get the help they need and end up in a worse place physically and mentally if this continues for a long time down the road. What's an even more astonishing number is that three in four men today are overweight. Being extremely overweight is linked to many health problems down the road, such as diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and more. But even more so, being severely overweight is linked to mental health problems as well, such as anxiety and depression. It is imperative that we teach men the fundamentals of physical fitness and nutrition, mental fortitude, and planning for the future in order to keep them healthy and happy long-term throughout life. Motivational psychology is what men in today's world need. It's what you need. You need someone who can help you change your self-limiting beliefs. You need advice and tactics to battle these everyday problems. And yes, they are real problems. Your anxiety is real. Your feelings of sadness is real. Your feelings of frustration is real. But you do not have to sit there in endless misery and do nothing about it. You can get ahead and feel better than you ever have. Get on a better path, gain confidence, and become a more resilient person. You just need some tactics on how to improve your mental health from an expert. What I want more men to realize is that it is perfectly okay to ask for help. It is also perfectly okay to not be a lone wolf all the time and instead become part of a tribe. Men are stronger together than when separate. We feed off each other's energy and we support each other to a great capacity. Some of the greatest men in history had mentors and groups of like-minded friends and men. I can tell you from experience in my own life and from seeing it in the lives of many men that I have come across that having a community of like-minded men who support you and want the best for you is something that cannot be replicated in in this world. It's unmatched. It is something every man should be a part of. It is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It's a sign of respect and, most importantly, self-respect. It shows that you want to be the best for yourself and you want to be the best of service to the people in your life that are closest to you. So here's step one to becoming mentally healthier. Acknowledge that you are not alone and do not need to be a lone wolf. Step two, find someone you can talk to. The best place to start is with a professional counselor in your area. You need, a place, <clears throat> you need a place to get your thoughts out and someone to help bring a different perspective into your life. And step number three, find a community or a tribe of men that are also on the journey of becoming their best selves. Here at Strong Gens Coaching, we are building the best community for men around that topic specifically. 
Moving on to socioeconomic health. <clears throat> Men need a purpose in life. We don't do good when we are left in limbo with no direction and no purpose. Finding a purpose may seem like a daunting task at times, but it doesn't have to be. I understand that we all ask ourselves this question at times in life. What am I doing with my life? And it's a great question to ask. The problem comes when men are asking that question and never do anything about it at all. You have to start somewhere. The best place to start for men to gain better socioeconomic health is by finding and maintaining a job. It is that simple. Men need to work. One of the most important parts of a man's life is his ability to find and keep consistent work. For many reasons, some of which we will be talking about here. It is odd to me that in today's world, work has become frowned upon. We see more men nowadays shying away from working or failing to keep a job for a significant period of time, and it's unsettling. It is most unsettling because working and finding consistent formal work is extremely important for a man's mental and socioeconomic health. Work used to be something of honor. Men used to take pride in going to work and making an impact on their family or the people around them. We need to get back into this mindset. It is one way to increase the health and vitality of the men in today's world. Reason number one that men need to work is that it increases income and reduces financial burdens. We can't talk about working jobs without addressing the fact that money is involved, and this is actually a good thing. Money and personal finances are a huge stress for many people throughout life. Some people will preach to you and tell you that money isn't everything. It's not that important. If someone tells you this, I want you to turn and run far away in the other direction. The fact is, is that money happens to be one of the most important factors in life. As much as we all agree it shouldn't be, it is. So since you will never change that, then you should come to accept that and work with the circumstances surrounding us. Now, does that mean you have to make insane amounts of money to live a great life? Absolutely not. But you need to make enough to sustain the life you want to live, as well as save enough on the side in case of emergencies, both of which are possible. <clears throat> An individual's ability to establish financial wealth comes down to a few factors, but consistent income remains at the top. And we do this by having a job for long periods of time. By having consistent income, we can pay off debts, <clears throat> we can put ourselves in a better living situation, save money for future purchases, and have money available for emergencies. Not having to worry about basic human needs like food, shelter, and healthcare takes a great deal of stress off one's shoulders, and the best way to do this is by making sure you consistently have money coming in to cover these things. And we are able to do this by working and continuing that work. We have to realize that men need to work. Reason number two, working is good for mental health and helps with depression and anxiety. If you are someone struggling with depressive episodes or anxiety, then I understand that working and engaging with others seems daunting. I know this to, to be true because I experienced this myself. In my early 20s, I was cast away into a downward tunnel of depression and anxiety that almost took my life, which I spoke about earlier. I was struggling with health problems, seeking new doctors every month, and getting tested on like a lab rat. I ended up isolating myself from the world around me and getting trapped inside my own mind. <clears throat> inside your own mind is the last place you want to spend all your time when you are struggling with depression and anxiety. And yet, and, and yet anyone that struggles with anxiety and depression knows how hard it is to get out of your own damn mind. It may seem daunting and you are most likely not going to want to do it, but finding a job and working consistently makes it more possible to get out of your own mind and break those negative thought patterns. One of the biggest catalysts for me overcoming my depression and anxiety was working and working consistently. This is because it disrupted my negative thought patterns and interrupted the amount of time I had available to me to engage with those depressive and anxious thoughts. I came to find out that this is not an option, but a necessity to work 
and work consistently. We need to work. Not only this, but working allowed me to be around other people. Something you tend to avoid either consciously or unconsciously while depressed and anxious is human contact. It's ironic because one of the best ways to battle these mental ailments and strains is by engaging with and being around other people. Seeing people every day allows you to spend less time talking to yourself, <clears throat> diving deeper and deeper into your own psychological hell, and instead allows you to get different insights, thoughts, and perspectives from other people on an everyday basis around everyday topics that can help you heal, which you may be too limited to see right now in the moment if you're in a dark place. So open your mind up to the possibilities that the social impact of a job has on your life. Along with interrupting negative thought patterns, reducing the available time to be inside your own mind, and opening you up to social human contact, working and working consistently also helps build self-esteem, confidence, and self-worth in your life. Working allows you to, to accomplish tasks. As humans, our brains love accomplishing tasks, no matter how small. Accomplishing tasks actually has been shown to increase motivation, and with the increased motivation comes the ability to pursue more tasks to accomplish, and then you end up in a snowball effect of facing problems, solving problems, and feeling good because of it. <clears throat> and this is no mistake. You feel good because when you accomplish a task, you actually release neurotransmitters such as dopamine associated with the feelings of happiness. Imagine accomplishing tasks every day at work and getting small releases of dopamine, dopamine from that. It's pretty cool, right? Now, we will have people combat this statement with things like, well, work can also cause stress and anxiety, so why would I want to work? And they would be correct in that assumption, but it's a very narrow perspective on working. With everything in life, there are two sides. I completely understand. Working can sometimes be stressful. Yes, but it could just be you have picked the wrong job and you can always find another. Or, most likely, even more than that, it could be that you were experiencing a new challenge at that job that is out of your scope of knowledge, which causes you more stress in the moment for you to figure it out. But this new stress that comes with the job will in fact be a distractor from your own personal psychological mental stress and when you end up overcoming that new challenge eventually you will be more ready for the next one and feel a sense of accomplishment anyone trying to argue that work doesn't relieve depression and anxiety are most likely the ones avoiding work because of depression and anxiety it will be uncomfortable to start but i promise that finding a job you enjoy most of the time will be one of the greatest tools to overcoming some of your most prominent mental health battles and number three, reason number three, we need a purpose in this life, and working gives us that purpose. As human beings, we are wired to fulfill purposes in life. If we are left without structure and without a reason to do anything, then living itself becomes meaningless. Now, some may argue that the way to live life is just to be, but to me, that is a sorry and shitty way to live this life. I want to urge men to devote themselves to something bigger than themselves. I urge men to find meaning in fulfilling a purpose because finding something to get up for every morning will keep you in a better state mentally and physically than sitting down doing nothing ever will. Men need to work, period. <clears throat> An individual's purpose will change throughout life and that is perfectly fine. It is actually natural. Throughout life we grow, we change, we come across new people and new opportunities. Your purpose in your early 20s will most likely differ from your purpose in your 30s, and so on and so forth. When people hear the advice, find your purpose, they usually get intimidated, and, and for good reason. How does someone find their purpose? Where do they look? Are they sure that it's really for them? <clears throat> we should not be telling men to find their purpose. Instead, it should be find a purpose. Not your purpose, find a purpose. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't freaking matter what the purpose is as long as it is getting you up 
every morning and keeps you functioning in life. And now a great way to find a purpose in life is by getting a job. When you are working, you will be providing a purpose in life. You will be fulfilling a need in the world. It gives you something to wake up for. It gives you something to do. In the beginning, it does not really matter what that job is. You just need to start somewhere. And then from there, you can begin to make transitions and start to explore new jobs and new fields and new experiences within the world of working. Find a purpose by getting a job and working. Once you do that, things will start to fall into place. <clears throat> Next for social economic health is mentorship. As men, we love to do things on our own. We don't like asking for help and we would rather fail and say we tried all on our own than accepting help from someone else. This way of living does not always work out. Sometimes it is best to drop our ego and let others help us in order to shortcut our efforts at success in all areas of life. The best way to do this is by finding a mentor or multiple mentors that can guide us along the way. There are two types of mentorship and men respond better to the second one. Type one is internal mentorship. This mentorship comes from the people inside your little circle. It includes friends and family. Most of the time, we don't like taking advice from the people closest to us. We usually get defensive, spiteful, and angry, thinking they are trying to attack us even though they are trying, to, trying their best to help, or we have them thinking that they are better than us when, in fact, they just want to help. <clears throat> Number two, the better form of mentorship is external mentorship. This form of mentorship comes outside of your inner circle. It comes in the form of a teacher, a coach, a trainer, a therapist, a specialist, a program, a group, etc. It really should be someone or a group of people that you can trust and that you will be accepting to of the advice and knowledge that they have to offer. With the right person or team mentoring you, it does a couple things for you. You get supplied knowledge you, that you didn't have that can get you to where you want to be. They can basically shortcut, shortcut your path to success. You get held accountable along the way and will sometimes be told the hard truth in order to keep you on track. You get someone who isn't afraid to tell you how it is and be 100% honest with you and what is best for you going forward. Sometimes internal mentors hold you back with fear of you exiling them from your life. But with an external motivator, mentor, you know that they're supposed to give you the stone cold truth. And as men, we like being right and we like doing things on our own. But I promise if you could just set the ego to the side and accept help when you can, things become so much easier and your career, family, and uh, personal life benefit from it immensely. Most men grow up never understanding the workforce, schooling, trade schools, finances, etc. And it's a shame because that may be one of the, if not the most important part of life. That may sound shallow that finances, money, and education are the most important part of a life. But in reality, when you have a steady job, enough money to live by, and some form of stability, life gets easier. It's important to have a job, a good job. Get a job and stick to it for a period of time. As men, we need a, a purpose, a routine. If we do not have a routine, we are more prone to stray from a successful path. Now, success is different for everyone, but no matter what your goals are, you need some form of structure, <clears throat> which we can gain from hiring coaches. Some things to keep in mind when looking for mentorship. When looking for a mentor, you want to make sure others have had success with them as well. What's their track record? What are people saying about them? <clears throat> do you believe in what they're saying or does it just sound like BS? Does it just sound like they want your money? Or do you get the vibes that they are really in it to help you as best they can? 
It is always worth it to try a mentor that was recommended to you from someone who has already been working with them and has had success, whether it's a person or a group. And you should be skeptical, but you should be open-minded. Sometimes we shut down great opportunities by judging someone or a group before actually giving it a shot. And lastly, just take the leap of faith. Once you have found someone or a group that you resonate with and have looked into, it's time to give it a try. Reach out to them, get them on the phone, and see what exactly they can do for you. And so there you have it, men. <clears throat> this is the actual system that helps men regain their mental and physical health. And we should be not be tearing men down and <clears throat> giving them a terrible story about themselves. Instead, we should be building them up into better men who can better service this world. And that boils down to the three pillars, physical, mental, and socioeconomic health. If you have any questions in regards to what we offer at Strong Gents Coaching, you can email us at stronggentscoaching at gmail.com. Um, you can also book a call on our website, stronggents.com, so you can speak to us directly. You can have a chat with me, and we can tell you about our uh, mentoring and coaching that we offer. Gents, that's all I got for you. Um, so that entire hour-long podcast was a blog post that I had written. It took me an hour to read it. That just goes to show you how much information I put into that, how much time I put into that. And I really dove deep. I hope you understand that that is you know, a vulnerable thing for me to share is that time in my life and those writings with you, but I did it in hopes that it could help you guys and give you guys a different perspective in life. And through those experiences, guys, and really having to, to force myself to regain physical, mental, socioeconomic, financial health, you know, um, over the past decade now, uh, it, it's the reason that Strong Gents was created. It's the reason I created Strong Gents because I made it through that hell and found some serious success in all realms and I wasn't supposed to. Um, you know, I'm an ex-ultra marathon runner, marathon runner, ops racer, and power lifter. Did that all with a connective tissue disorder. I'm a successful personal trainer for years and years and years now, helping so many people achieve their health and fitness goals. You know, my average work week is, is 50 clients a week, and that is light now. It used to be 75 clients a week. So I've become successful in, in life Um by really being stubborn, but also from battling demons and learning more about myself. And I can now help you guys do the same thing. But that's really why Strong Gen started because um, I have learned so much through those struggles that I know I can help other people because I do in person with my personal training. A lot of my personal training turns into, into mental training, mental health training, motivational training. Because the mind is 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 uh, something that holds people back physically, and and I have to do some deep dives, and and I really help people get over some things, and so I'm sharing that with you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Strong Gents was created by me to help men live their best lives and leave a blueprint for men to follow. And this is the system, guys. It's a three pillar system. We focus on physical, mental, and socioeconomic health, and we have all the tools and the best coaches to help you do that. If you have any questions. You can reach out to us at stronggentscoaching at gmail.com or you can go to our website and book a phone call with me personally and we can talk about where you are now and where you want to be. That's all I got for you guys tonight, gents. Um, if you could do a giant favor, leave a review for this podcast and share this episode with two friends, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, it's helping us out a lot and much love. Until next time, gents. Peace.